What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at ZanMorning. Today we've got part two of my interview with Joseph Reynolds from the Gaming Palooza Empire. If you missed part one last week, make sure you go back and check that out. In this episode, we talk about Superstars on Cards, the project that was a collaborative effort between myself and Joseph. Again, you can check out that series, Superstars on Cards, where we're focusing on wrestling card sets. You can check that out on his channel, The Gaming Palooza Empire, on YouTube. Again, links to that in the show notes, or just search Gaming Palooza Empire. In this episode, we talk about the crossover appeal between wrestling card collectors and video game collectors. We talk about what inspired Joseph to start his YouTube channel, content creation, and much more. But before we get into part two of our discussion today, just a few reminders of how you can help show your support. Please subscribe to this podcast. That's the easiest way you can help show your support, and it's free. Tell a friend about the show. Copy the link, send it in a text message, an email, social media. Hey, if you're on on social media and you're sharing this, feel free to tag me in it. And of course, leave a review. The better reviews this show gets, the more listeners we can get this show in front of. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, where all of this wrestling card content originally started at. Wrestling with Cards on YouTube. A lot of the content there you're not going to get on this podcast, so definitely check out that as well as this one. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button. Once again, that's free to do. If you want more wrestling card content in audio form, the Worlds Collide podcast. Myself, Tony Vela, the two OGs of wrestling card content on the interwebs, getting together, talking about all things wrestling cards, differing opinions, sharing some news, updates, you never know what we're going to talk about. Again, just search Worlds Collide Wrestling Card Podcast on whatever your popular podcast platform of choice is. Please subscribe to that as well and leave a review. Links to the show notes and into that. Speaking of links, we're talking about that. If you want to show your support monetarily, the links are below to my Patreon page where you can contribute as little as $1 a month. Trust me, $1 will go a long way to buying new equipment and to continuing the podcast and YouTube content journey. Links are also there to my eBay store if you want to buy something there. I've always got new cards or new memorabilia up you can check out. My social platform links are all down there. And, of course, donation links if you would like to buy me a caffeinated beverage. All right, so uh, back to that Sting card real quick. Um, I'll just throw in my opinion because I'm kind of with you. When I look at that card, it sums up everything that is the 90s. Yes. That Surfer Sting which was my favorite Sting, but I like Surfer Sting better than The Crow or what he's doing now, which is kind of still The Crow. I don't know. Um, It's a hologram, which, come on, the 90s, we couldn't get enough holograms. We couldn't get enough gold cards. So it's the perfect aesthetic for that. And the fact that it's a chase card, that it was a case hit. You know, you couldn't pull them in packs. It was only if you ordered cases of these, and I guess it was like an incentive for dealers or something like that. But just all that wrapped together, it's such a great card. Yeah, that card is amazing. I actually have it down here if you want to take a quick look yeah, at sure. it. Just, just in case there's there's somebody out here not familiar with it, we can get a good shot on it on the camera. Yeah, we do have that card right here. I'm pretty sure that this is the WCW binder here. So, And while we're waiting just to kill some time, um, are you keeping most of your sets and binders also? Yeah, so... My sets all get put into binders and I create like custom checklists. This will give you an idea. 
Is this like oh, a custom checklist that I would create? That looks really good. And I would keep that right in front of that specific set and index them like by year. So I have most of the WCW sets that exist for the exception of like the NWA cards, which from my understanding, you actually have a full set of those. I do. I've had them for uh, about a year and a half. Which that's actually pretty awesome. Those are just getting a few of those cards is pretty hard to get. Man, there it is. Yep, that's such an awesome looking card. And this is the uh, Sting holographic card from 91. This is a great card right here. I would definitely like to uh, get close to the camera if, I, if the camera will allow me to get close to it. Yeah, see. it's one of those cards where the uh, light has to bounce off of it just right for you to see the... Which is it's interesting that, um, you know, in the sports card world and UFC racing, like silver prisms are the thing. Like this, the, you know, this is essentially a silver prism hologram. And this card's great also because this is like probably right after he won the world championship from uh, Ric Flair. And he's holding the Goldie right there. I believe that's what they refer to. Yep. Um, that belt right there. I actually have a replica belt of that belt. So nice. that, this Sting card is actually hands down one of my favorite cards. It yeah. just looks great. There's like canyons in the background. And the whole backdrop of the card and this thing of himself, it, it just looks great. Like you said, it screams the 90s. Yeah, it, yeah, those, there, there's those cards that just, it's almost like they're a perfect time capsule for that moment in time. And you just look at it and you're like, this is it. Like That's I, definitely one of them right there. Yep. You know, I actually never knew that card even existed until like recently. I want to be honest, because I'm not like... I really didn't get into hardcore wrestling collecting of cards until like recently. Of course, I use like a database to try to track my sure. stuff and try to research. Uh, one thing that inspired me to recollect wrestling cards again is actually watching some of your videos. Thank you. I'm going to be honest. Because, uh, I wanted to do a, a little research on these wrestling cards and coming across your videos actually helped me uh, figure out what I want to get. Excellent. That's, you know, why I started the channel because I didn't see a lot of wrestling card content out there. And I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to do this. I'm going to do it. And speaking of just starting to do stuff, another great transition. Let's talk about superstars on cards. I've had a fun time participating in this with you and Wrestle Vessel. Um, just talk about the project and what's what's going into it, kind of why you wanted to start it in the first place on a gaming channel of all things. Well, over uh, in my area where I live, there's a actual... This is one thing that I want to tie wrestling cards into, like, video games. There's actually a, a gaming retail store over in this area known as Game Exchange. And not only did they sell video games, but they also sell trading cards. So I figured, oh, you know, why not add, like, a small series featuring trading cards on my uh, YouTube page? So since I started collecting wrestling cards again, I figured this is, like, a perfect opportunity to uh, start a small series, like a show featuring wrestling cards. I figured that there will probably be a audience out there that might be interested in this. And, uh, you know, to make a long story short, I shot an email to Russell Vessel. I've known him for years, going back all the way to the beginning of my YouTube channel. Um, and then I sent you an email as well pretty much running down like the whole format of the show and all that stuff and basically the whole show is showing off like a complete set of cards mm -hmm. uh this showing you exactly the time frame 
going back in time of exactly what you're dealing with uh, back then in professional wrestling uh, the aesthetics of the cards and it, it's really 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 awesome that they actually go back and show an audience like these wrestling cards and get them interested in, in them once again i think going at it the way you're going at it is like you couldn't have done a better job because it's it's pretty well produced it's entertaining um you've got my part thrown in there russell vessels part in and then you're just going over the set and talking about them and i think for your channel which is mainly a gaming channel to get people introduced into wrestling cards whether that's their subscribers to your channel or whether they're using youtube as a search engine it's a perfect way for them to find a set of cards and kind of get introduced to it very easily and not get bombarded with information that way they can take that information and then start researching it if they, in fact, are interested in these. So what kind of feedback have you got from your subscribers or any any other people that are used to put you putting out gaming content, but now you're doing wrestling cards? So as far as uh, the feedback goes, right now, uh, since it's only been around for about a month or so, we do have a slightly smaller audience on that program, uh, but it's growing. Uh, we do have uh, all thumbs up. So we have a good... Uh, feedback initially for the program that we're working on uh, we're doing a great job uh, the program is also featured by delay on eWrestlingNews.com. correct uh, they actually post a full article uh, featuring each episode on uh, that website and uh, that's actually really really interesting because uh, there's not too many wrestling sites that would feature a professional wrestling trading card program and we're we are all involved in it right now that's actually a huge thing we actually have probably five or six hundred people watching it on their site at a time uh once it goes live for the first couple of days um it's actually i the projects turn out really really well i think i didn't i did not expect it to turn out this well to be honest and i think it has a long ways to grow i think after time uh there's only going to be a, a handful of episodes here and there eventually it's not going to Let's say, of all the card sets I have, maybe 30 or 40 episodes at the most. Uh, then yeah, eventually... It's, it's evergreen content, though. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's timeless. Like, people can yeah. watch, watch it in 20 years from now, and it's still going to be valuable content. That's the whole purpose of right. pretty much doing this series, is I just want to make sure that people understand, like, how important these cards are. And uh, giving them, like, a small introduction to these cards... And uh, if they want to, of course, see a lot more detail and knowledge on these cards, then that's where your part would come in. Uh, if they go over to your channel, you have a ton of more detail and more knowledge on these cards than I do. And uh, initially, that's the reason why I started collecting these cards again. So uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, your gaming channel and the, the gaming store that sells cards, how that's coming together. Is there any crossover between um, retro gaming, retro gaming collectors, and wrestling cards? Like, is there some crossover? Uh, what What are you seeing kind of in that space? Well, I mean, as far as trading cards in general, I think trading cards are starting to become a much bigger popular thing in more recent years compared to, I want to say, within the last 20 years. You're seeing like Pokemon cards coming back yeah. and stuff like that big time. 
Uh, one of the other things that inspired me to start collecting cards again is my wife collects Animal Plus and Amiibo cards, and she oh, has yeah. like, yep. a complete set of those. Like, she has Series 1 through 4 Japanese cards and all kinds of stuff. So, seeing all these video game-themed cards coming back and bigger than ever, mm-hmm. uh, that inspired me to collect wrestling cards as well. And um, I dropped off for a while. Now I'm starting to get back into it like big time again. And I feel like, you no, know, if you go to the, like stores like Game Exchange over in Connecticut, uh, they don't have any locations in New York, but they have them scattered across the country. Uh, they, do, they do sell various different trading cards in their store, um, whether it's wrestling cards, Pokemon cards, stuff like that. Uh, they also sell old school action figures. So if you walk into one of their stores, like the one I go to, it takes two hours to get there. But they have a ton of like old school action figures, like from WCW and WWF. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really really interesting to see how like wrestling and video games tie together, and it's definitely there's an audience there for that, and there's definitely a fan base there for that. So uh, we mentioned at the beginning your gaming channel. Just give us a quick background on why you wanted to start a retro gaming channel. I know the channel's been around for a while now. All right, so my rest, my channel started probably in 2007, back when YouTube was fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wanted to get myself involved with video editing, you know, doing that stuff, working with media and stuff like that. Back when I started my gaming channel, I really had no idea of where I was going with it, to be honest. Uh, the only other gaming channel that I remember that existed at that time was probably the Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm-hmm. It was fairly new. So I wanted to do something with a gaming channel on YouTube. That was a inspiration right there, I guess. Um, you know, back in the 90s, I used to watch a program called uh, GameSpot. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was a video game televised program that used to air out during the day that they used to show off N64 stuff, PlayStation stuff, all that stuff. Some of you guys might actually remember that. Uh, It sounds like you might be familiar with that program. Yeah, I used to watch periodically. So that that show actually was an inspiration to start my uh, program also. Uh, So my YouTube channel went through hell when I first started. I try to my the whole concept of my game inclusive empire was to have multiple people on board uh doing one youtube channel i uh, there wasn't no one getting paid or anything like that initially at all so I, there was no getting paid on youtube back then so i was basically doing it for fun mm-hmm. um eventually i went solo because things just fell apart there's too much turmoil between certain individuals so i probably went Quite a long time, you know, working with YouTube on my channel before eventually I got to the point where I got like a partnership and now I get paid a little bit. Um, but mostly retro gaming, it's definitely a key aspect to me and the reason why I started the YouTube channel is back when I was younger, of course, uh, playing the old NES. I had the NES for the longest time because, again, my family wasn't really wealthy at all. so. There was, there was kids that had the Sega Genesis for the PlayStation. I still was playing NES, to be honest. Uh, that was my getaway from uh, the world back then. Right. So playing the NES or the Sega Master System. Um, there was days where 
I didn't want to deal with nothing and burying my face into the TV playing video games. Yep. It's my way of getting away from uh, everything back then. Now, that's what inspired me to pretty much create a gaming YouTube channel. And that's basically, it's basically part of my life. And I see the stack of games behind you where, um, let's talk uh, kind of the like reverse crossover with like trading cards. People like to collect and put sets together. And then how does that go into gaming? Like, are, are you, how are you collecting games at this point? Or are you just kind of buying them to play them? Uh, well, as far as collecting games go, I was very, very heavily into collecting games for quite a long time. And I still have certain consoles that I collect for, uh, mainly the Sega Saturn. So I still have room on my shelf for those games. Uh, as you can see behind me, there is Sega Genesis games and Super Nintendo games and all that stuff. Uh, I'm at that point right now where I don't really have desire to collect any more than what I have. The reason why is just I really don't have room for those. Space. Mm -hmm. The space is like pretty much ran out. And it's nice to have physical media. Right. All these games right here. It's nice to have them, uh, but eventually you run out of space. And I don't want to neglect them and just leave them over the place. And that's the nice thing about collecting wrestling cards is they're much smaller. I can fit them inside of a binder, take good care of them, and I can collect a lot more of them. Right. Yeah, that's I used to have a huge retro gaming collection and I enjoyed playing. But as I was getting into cards more, I was like, you know what? I can transition all of this space that's being taken. And the same thing with action figures, because I had a ton of those. Like I can take all of these and put all that money into a smaller, you know, single card even, or just a, a binder or a box. And it, it's exactly what you said, but I still get that itch to get games. And like you said, physical media, especially um, VHS and cartridge based games, like it's something that uh, is starting to get some more popularity. And I think people are kind of sleeping on that stuff as collectors items, uh, especially if they're sealed or complete. That's something I've recently got into uh, is getting kind of dabbling with graded video games as a gaming channel and having your video games. What's your opinion on the graded games? Uh, there's certain graded games that just like uh, wrestling cards or any sports cards, when they're graded and they're brand new in the box, or even if it's just a bare cartridge and it's in great shape, uh, they go for a lot of money. Like some I've seen thousands of dollars for like one game right. like and uh you have to be a specific gaming collector to go for something like that and of course you have to have a pretty good budget to actually try to go for something like that uh, i think it's pretty cool because uh, even though you know when a game is created it increases the value it also increases the value of a raw game that's not created exactly it's it's so, taken it's taken one of those out of circulation Anytime that you see a graded video game in particular, like any game in particular being sold graded for a lot of money, more, more times than often, you probably see like an article somewhere popping up about it. Now that causes the uh, value of the actual game itself to increase in value. So I think that's actually pretty cool. And uh, that's why I'm hoping to see with the wrestling cards as well. Yeah, for me on the games, uh, I used to play a lot of games, but it's a time thing. Like, I just don't have the time to play a lot of video games anymore. So what what kind of appealed to me on the graded aspect is 
it, it, again, it's all nostalgia. You know, you've got Steel Cage Challenge rolling behind you there on your TV. So if, that, <laughs> if that is your game and you remember playing that for hours and hours and hours, having that encapsulated in a nice slab as a presentation, you may not have time to play that game and you may not have the means to play it. Like you don't have the system or you don't have the emulator or anything like that. But if you have that sitting on your shelf next to all of your other collectibles, you look at it and you just remember all that awesome time you had playing that game. That's what the graded games do for me. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, graded games, if you have them graded in great shape, it's definitely a nice piece to have. Just to go back out, just to take a look at it, and it's right there. It's highly valued. Uh, much like sports cards, wrestling cards, if they're graded, uh, they're definitely a treasure to have. Right highly important so if he you know i i personally don't have any uh graded cards or anything like that yet but I never say never because i actually might try to explore that in the future but i've seen wrestling cards graded that have on ebay that have gone for uh quite a few thousands of dollars oh yeah yeah it's getting nuts which is uh it's pretty wild to see uh just one card going for that price and the same with uh, gaming cartridges and stuff. It's mm -hmm. pretty wild to actually see like one game going for that price as well. Well, um, I've had a great time talking to you today. We've covered a lot of ground. Uh, cross I love crossover talk. Like if we can bring people that are into one hobby into wrestling cards or people that are wrestling cards fans into something else, it always makes me happy because I like to collect a variety of things and even things I'm not as like i'm a fan of retro games i don't play as much but i i know quite a bit about them and i'm a fan but there's even things out there that i'm not as big a fan of and i still like to talk about them and get into the mindset of the people who do collect that stuff because i think it's just fun to have a variety so i'm hoping that this video and the information that you've given today has really helped people kind of learn different ways of collecting a little bit about video games crossover so as we're leaving let everybody know where they can find your channel uh Anything else you want to plug? Just go ahead. Uh, my channel is known as the Gaming Police Empire on YouTube. And uh, of course, don't forget to check out the Superstars on Cards episodes featuring Zan Morning, the Russell Vessel, and uh, myself, uh, Joe Reynolds, also known as the Aftershock. That's basically my tag. Uh, just as, just a, as a bonus, would you guys like to see some of my some of my uh, highly valued video games because i have probably a yes. couple that are quite treasured so yes let's do it all right let's do that before we go yep i actually have one that's right behind me uh let's see i'm gonna grab one that's over there actually there's an nes game that i have that's valued highly let's be one moment here sure I'm going to show off two games, and then we'll um, follow the day. So right here, we have an Earthbound for the NES, the original cartridge yep. right here. Uh, this game is one of the high, higher-valued uh, Super Nintendo games. Uh, I also have the strategy guide for this game as well. Uh, I don't have the box or anything like that, but if you guys are into game collecting, this is definitely one of the higher-valued uh rpgs available for the super nintendo uh the current price value i honestly don't know because i haven't looked in a while but i do know that it can go easily over a couple hundred dollars just for one game it's interesting too that uh my when i was a kid 
my video rental store had that game and it just sat on the shelves for like nobody in my area was yeah. renting it and to see that's, it now that yep yeah, that's you know we've it's seen one of those thing. games that wasn't exactly that popular back in the day but all of a sudden now it's like yeah it's rare and uh, the price point is like way way up there for that game uh this game is for the uh nintendo entertainment system it's uh snow brothers oh yeah now snow brothers it's like an arcade style game. It's one of those games that, for whatever reason, it keeps going up and up in value. It's probably worth two or three hundred dollars just for one cartridge, even bare by itself, just like this. And we do have the manual for it right here. So those are like two treasures that I have. Uh, I do have more, of course, but we'll keep it at that. Two common games that you probably are familiar with from back in the day that currently go for quite a bit of money for some reason. They're just highly valued. And uh, much like wrestling cards, you're going to see uh, the value on those cards, various different cards go up in price quite a bit in the future. I agree. Yeah. I think people are sleeping on a lot of the video games right now. So uh, thanks for coming on. And everybody, make sure to head over to his channel. The link will be in the show notes. So you can go directly to the channel. Please subscribe. And Joseph, thanks for joining us. Have a great day, guys. Thanks again to Joseph for coming on the Wrestling With Cards podcast and for all the great gaming content that he's putting out on his channel. I love going there. It's just a pure rush of nostalgia. I've talked a lot before. You know, I'm really into the hobby and I'm really into selling, but I don't play a lot of video games anymore. So when I go to his channel, it takes me back to those days when I loved playing video games, but I don't actually have to spend the time playing the games. Remember to show your support to fellow content creators that put out free content that you dig. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to his channel so you can subscribe to his channel, or just search Gaming Palooza Empire on YouTube. Also, while you're checking out the show notes, don't forget to check out everything else I'm involved with and all of the ways that you can help show your support for my content. Please subscribe to this podcast, tell a friend about the show, leave a review, and until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun, we'll see you.